And here we go. Today on the Campfire Conversationalist podcast. You guessed it, more serial killers. <laughs> Backed by popular demand. <laughs> Dude, I just had a job interview because, uh, you know me, I it's not that I can't keep a job. I don't want to keep a job. But in the interview, they're like uh, asking me about myself and... Somehow I started talking about the podcast, which I felt like was a bad idea, <laughs> but I did it anyway. And they're like, yeah, so what are you talking about? I'm like, ah, you know, conspiracy stuff and like serial killers. They're like, what? <laughs> I still got the job. <laughs> well, in Wisconsin, isn't that just everyday passive conversation? What? I said in, in Wisconsin, isn't that just everyday passing well, conversation? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, Everybody knows the serial killer around here. You got like Dahmer and uh, what's the dude, Ed Gein. And uh, I feel like there's a few more from around here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I was all like, yeah. So yeah, we talk about like our, our I'm like, our listeners really like serial killers, <laughs> which is true. They want more. So here we go. Well, and if you think about it, like the campfire talk, I mean, what better scary story than to sit around and talk about people? Right. I I did explain that. I'm like, the whole point is like what you would end up talking about like in a campfire with your friends. Like it could be anything, but like whatever you're interested in, it just so happens that, you know, John and I like serial killer stuff for some reason. (laughs) But, uh... So this is this part two or part three, man? I was supposed to listen to my own podcast this week to find out, and I didn't because I was actually really busy this week. For We're going to call it the part... job this week. I was busy. We're going to call it part tree. Tree. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. It's a continuation. Tree or or uh, Thor. <laughs> well, okay, that's fine. Thor. Well, I know we've talked about serial killers more than just three times, but yeah. there was like an episode we did where we talked about multiple ones. Mm-hmm. And then there's ones where we did where like they weren't necessarily serial killers. Like we talked about Scott Peterson. Yeah. Was that that might have even been two episodes? No, that was just one episode. But yeah. like, and he's not a serial killer, <clears throat> but I mean, allegedly he's a killer. He's convicted as a killer. I mean, whatever he is, he is. But right. Uh, so we've talked about like killers and stuff. And uh, the other episodes we did were more kind of like serial killers that are. I, I guess you could say household names like Ted Bundy. Most people would know who Ted Bundy is. Household name serial killers. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> Am I digging myself into a really big hole here? <laughs> what household serial killer name do you know? Well, I mean, John Wayne Gacy and yeah. Bundy. I mean, they're they're I Jeffrey guess, popular Dump. media names. Yeah names yeah. of the media hyped up and you know what i mean definitely and uh, but this one's going to be more along the lines of like serial killers that aren't household that, names like ones you probably never cracks yeah so between the cracks <laughs> it's funny too like i was looking up some um statistics on serial killers because i was actually talking to your brother matt like earlier this week mm-hmm. um because uh, it seems like you guys have the same YouTube feed because he was telling me about some serial killers too. I'm like, did you get that from? I didn't ask, but I'm like, did you get that from John? Did he send you a link? It was like the same videos that like you send me or whatever. But 
I'm like, yeah, we're going to be talking about serial killers this week. And then he was telling me about, I don't even know the name. There's some, some killer, serial killers killed all these people. And I'm like, well, did you know this about serial killers? And I sent him like a link to a study on serial killers. And I was looking at the study and like, <clears throat> like most people think like the typical serial killer is like, you know, the single male between like, I don't know what is like 27 and 38 whatever you know the stereotype is and it's not even really it might have been accurate like 70 years ago but like as of like 30 years ago that is like completely not the case and nobody talks about it and what are they uh, saying that it is now well most black most serial killers are black americans um and i don't i mean you can they'll, they'll they sit there and list out all the different no um how many each year and how many like i'll pull it up i don't even remember all this there's so i'm i'm okay with stats but i'm not the greatest so like i don't know you can just look up like serious if you just look up serial killer statistics you'll mm -hmm. find like studies that have everything laid out and like it used to be the case where it was mostly like white males between this age and that age uh, but that slowly changed. And, and the crazy thing is, like, the most active um, that American America has had serial killers, I think it was, like, the 80s. In, like, the 80s, there was something like 600 active serial killers. And then it dropped in the 90s, and it's been dropping since. Um, but, like, in the 80s, it was, like, rampant with serial killers. That is crazy. Yeah. That many? Yeah, I think so. I'll, let me I mean, let me. Spend I remember. Of... I remember them saying like, at any given time, there there's like three active. But to say six hundred. <laughs> well, and that's like throughout the whole decade of the '80s. I don't know in any one given moment or year what it was, yeah. but for like the whole decade of like the '80s, it was like ridiculous. This seems like really extreme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here it is. I, I got it. I'll, I'll, uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, the study, I don't even, I don't know. It's called radford.eu, M A A M O D T dot A S P dot radford dot edu and then slash a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll put that in the description so people can look at it, but it's just like serial killer statistics. And if you go like to the different decades, like, yeah, the 80s, in the U.S., it was 768 active serial killers. And for the whole world, 985. So we had the majority of them here. Wow. Yeah, I was I was a little bit off. In the 90s, it was where it was at 600 and something. In the 70s and 80s, it was in the 600s. In the 80s, no, 70s and 90s, yeah. And then in the 80s, it was in the 700s. And then in the 90s, it started declining. You know, it went from 768 to 669 in 1990s. And then in the 2000, it declined to 371. And in the, in the 2010s, it declined to 117. So, I mean, you can see, like, for whatever reason, it was building up in the 60s, 70s, and 80s where it climaxed. And then in the 90s, it's been on a, a pretty good decline in a good way. Of serial yeah. kill, active serial killers, and um, <clears throat> actually, hold on. This says serial killer frequency by decade, decade of first 
kill. So that's just the first kills of serial killers was the most in the 80s. So yeah, I'll put that link in, in the description for people to look at and you can read over it. It's a, where's the amount of pages? It's say a 20 you, page document. To say why the decline? There's no, not in that, not on that page. It might say later on in the statistics, there's like 20 pages in here. So if you go over everything, it's laid out. It's not, I mean, it's 20 pages, but it's not like hard reading. It's mostly just like number charts. So it's not really that difficult to go through all 20 pages. And it might say, yeah, so like, okay. On page 10, this is a problem with the typical profile. As can be seen in the table, uh, in this table, the um, <clears throat> the calamity uh, cited profile is a serial killer in the U.S. Begin uh, being a white male in his mid to late twenties is not accurate. So it, it and then it just kind of shows throughout the different decades what uh, how many white males were serial killers or how many serial killers were white males rather versus. Uh, mid to late 20s white male uh white male mid to late 20s it, it just kind of like just goes over all the different types of statistics you could possibly think of um broad motives it has the different types of motives environmental financial gain anger multiple motives gang activity uh, avoiding arrest cult uh, convenience hallucination attention i don't know what attention would mean they wanted attention maybe i don't <clears throat> serial killer IQ. This I didn't actually look at. Um, so yeah. Average IQ is 94.5. I have a hard time believing that. The highest IQ of a serial killer is 186, which is really high. That's like way beyond genius level. Like I think so genius is like 150 or something for to be considered a genius. But 186. And if I'm not mistaken, the IQ numbers, it's kind of a little deceptive. It's its like kind of exponential, am I correct? So like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I think how that, how the, my IQ is, whatever your IQ is, it's kind of an exponential scale. So like the difference between somebody having a 100 IQ versus 120, that sounds like it's only 20 points, but that's like a, a lot. And somebody who's got like a 120 IQ versus somebody who's got like a 140, like that's a lot. That's a big difference. I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot because they're just using numbers, but I think um, it's kind of more of an exponential than a, just a straight uh, linear number line or whatever. Um, yeah, so this document, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll put it in the post. It's got a lot of interesting information. Um, and I think what how the media and movies portray serial killers i'm not going to say it's deceptive well it's deceptive but it's not a lie it's just not maybe completely the whole truth it's more like what they want us to see yeah there's killers that are male between the ages of 20 and da, 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 that are white but that's not the whole story um so that yeah, being I said if there's, i wonder if there's contributing factors to why okay but that wouldn't really hold water. Because um, look, the numbers are from 1900 to 1950 stay the same. Okay. Go back up to that one. 
for the first kills? Yeah, for, for the U.S. Okay. Yeah, first kill. They all stay the same until 1950. There's a jump. Which is funny because that's like the the whole, you know, baby boom and when, you know, people think of like, leave it to Beaver, everything's effing amazing. Yeah. I'm also thinking like the ramping up into Vietnam, 1960s. Yeah, there's definitely a lot going in the late 50s into the 60s where I think uh, the so-called political climate mate was you know altered and things got really tense definitely for sure like i don't get the sense when i hear people talk about the 50s that things were really that intense then but you get that feeling when you hear people talk about the 1960s yeah and it was it it, it seems like it was more gravitated on like a decade after okay so say it started ramping up in the 50s what was in the 50s well, Korean I mean, War. you did have the Korean War. I don't really know much about the Korean War. I'll be flat out honest. It doesn't really interest me that much. Financial, so. where are their financial economic hardships, you know? In the 50s? Yeah. I think that, well, that's when things, I think we're good because you it was after World War II. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so you have all these people coming back and then you don't have men not, not working. But you which, do have the well, Korean War. Yeah, and again, I don't know enough about the Korean War to make any comments at all. In fact, yeah. was it really with Korea? Yeah. Maybe but it was. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I wonder if war was a, maybe not a direct factor, but say abuse is a direct factor, but abuse caused by PTSD from Yeah, war. I was just going to say because of people that came back from the war. Yeah, yeah. so like... You know, yeah, the men that came back. Because look at right after 1940, you would assume. Well, you would assume that it would have. Well, I mean, that could be, though. It's a decade after it starts jumping. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense because you have all these men that went to World War II and then they come back. Maybe some of them were real young when they went and then they get married five, ten years later. And then, you know. They start having PTSD, which may not have even really manifested at first. But by the time, you know, five, six, eight, ten years old around later, you, you know, you get married, you have kids. And believe me, um, I, we, we were married for like, oh man, let's see, Autumn is five. And we've been married for 16 years. So by the time Autumn was even born, we were already married for like 10, 11 years. So when you're married and you're just married and it's just you and your spouse, that's it's completely different than when you have a, a child. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not a bad thing, but things can get very stressful real quickly. And yes, obviously, like things can be better too. Um, but most people don't focus on better; they a lot of times focus on worse. So when you're stressed out, you got PTSD, you went to a war and maybe you don't understand why you went to the war or you, you know, whatever you just did, what you thought was right. And then, you know, 10 years later, you have a kid and then, you know, kids can be stressful. Not only can they be whiny and naggy and annoying uh, and very needy, uh, just the the whining stuff to send me over the edge sometimes. Everything else I can kind of deal with, but... um, you know that that can put some people over the edge and and i think in the 50s you know a dude just smacking the shit out of his kid was way more acceptable than what it is now now i'm not talking about spanking 
in, in an appropriate way. I'm talking about to where it crosses the line of, you know, where it could be called considered abuse. And maybe uh, that's when things started ramping up because then you got from the 1950s, you got the uh, frequency of serial killer uh, genders by decade going from 94 to the 1960s going to 247 so more than doubling yeah i'm also looking at recession years too mm -hmm. so recession years there was a recession in 49 there's okay. a recession in 53 there's a recession in 58 um some of these lasted, yeah, I mean, they lasted a range of months and years, but this one was 10, uh, 53 was 10 months, 58 was 8 months, 60 to 61, it was a total of 10 months, uh, 69 to 70 was 11 months, 1 year, 4 months, 1980 was 6 months, and then... So, I mean, there's there's always recessions and declines. Mm -hmm. So, economic hardships can add to that as well. You know? Yeah. And it, uh, it seems like a lot of the serial killers that we've looked at, it seems like a lot of them aren't really born that way. It's more like they're created mm -hmm. by, you know, their living situations. I mean, there might be a few exceptions to that. But from what I've noticed, it's it's it seems like a lot of them are because of you know their home life when they were young. Yeah. Abuse and other oh, yeah, you, yeah abuse. Yeah, we were talking about the Golden State Golden Killer State. though. Yeah. And it, it's not not related at all. No, but just uh, recap. I mean, he. His murders were how how long did they go on for? They went on for a while. while, and I think he, was he a cop or something? Yeah. Or yeah, and he would he would go into people's homes and like bind them up in some way, like I don't know, handcuff them or zip time or something like that. And uh, he, did, I don't even remember. It was it was kind of wacky. Like, did he rape them? I think he might have raped them. Yeah, yeah, he did. It says he committed at least 13 murders, 50 rapes, and 120 burglaries across California between 1974 and 1986. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot, lot in a short period of time. Yeah. And it's weird that he's like... Okay, I'm going to recap what I remember. So the way he got caught was I think there was somebody writing a book on, I don't remember if it was on serial killers or if it was on his victim specifically, but the writer who was writing the book, and my dogs just came in, um, the writer who was writing the book um, actually helped out a lot in the case, like maybe unintentionally, if I remember correctly, where they had actually caught him. Wow. I know they caught him with DNA. Yeah. Which was yep. another thing I was going to notice in that graph that you pulled up. Uh, where did I put it? Uh... Oh, here it is. I wonder if the contributing factor for the decline in numbers was because of DNA. 
So look, from 1990, there's a jump almost in half downward, or um, it's a downward fall from 669 to 371. And I wonder if the, the reason being uh, DNA evidence being offered in. So if you catch someone the first time, they're not a serial killer. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the criteria for being a serial killer is you have to have at least three kills and three separate incidences. It can't be like, you can't just go to a mall or a store and just shoot three people. That's right. not a serial that's killer. A yeah, that's a spree. You have to have three separate incidences for it with to be... A cooling, with a cooling off factor in between. Yeah. Like a cooling off time. But that's why I'm wondering if the number jump or the drop in numbers was because of DNA evidence being offered in. <clears throat> Maybe. I mean, that seems like that could be a huge factor. I mean, because there were, there were wars, too. You know, there were conflicts in 80, just like there were in Vietnam. Um, there was the war in 19, what was it? 91? 91. 91. Yeah, the Gulf War. That yeah. was right and after then the, uh, George Bush Sr. Yeah. was president. And then the ongoing war in Afghanistan. Um, that would have been after two, uh, 2001. Yeah, I think it was like 2002, 2003 when we actually got over there. Yeah. Um, so the numbers theoretically should have stayed the same if war was the contributing factor. Well, like you said, there's there's obviously going to be a lot of factors. I think recessions could be definitely a, a, a good a, a potential factor. Mm-hmm. And also, um, yeah, DNA evidence. Well, at least the people getting caught. Yeah, I mean, obviously, DNA evidence isn't a factor in them doing murders, but getting caught. <laughs> well, <laughs> Why did you kill DNA? I just yeah. hate DNA. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, we have we have a few serial killers we were going to kind of talk about today. Those, uh, the ones I forgot to look up uh, that you sent me. I don't know the names. Those two teenagers, the Scream Killers. Uh huh. I don't remember their names. The scream? I, yeah, I remember the uh, like the movie Scream. The kids, the, there were two, oh, two young yeah. men. They're like teenagers. Oh. And they were obsessed with like horror movies. And they went and killed their friend. I remember the girl's name, Cassandra. Don't ask me why. But, oh, that um, was a good one, too. Yeah, that one was interesting. So I'll kind of give a brief rundown. So these two, this was like in the mid-2000s, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what year exactly, but mid mid to late 2000s these two boys i say boys because i mean they're not i mean they're not boys but they're not men they're like 16 17 they're old enough to drive because in one of the videos they took videos of themselves and they were both you know one of them was driving and one of them was holding the camera so they're probably around 16 17 and for whatever reason they were obsessed with horror movies and they decided they wanted to kill some of their friends based on them I, I haven't seen the movie scream since like i don't know whenever i don't even remember when i probably haven't seen the movie scream since before those kids did what they did it's been so long so i don't really remember the plot of scream because it was probably terrible um but apparently they call them the scream killers because they wanted to like kill their friends mm-hmm. um 
so one of their it. yeah one of their friends was a girl named cassandra and she had a boyfriend i don't remember his name and the story is she was like house sitting for like her aunt or something who was out of town and uh so somehow the the boys were friends with her um i'm not sure how close they didn't really elaborate on how close but i mean they had to have been kind of close because it seems like cassandra had invited them over to hang out for a, a couple hours the night that she was killed mm -hmm. um and they one of the boys unlocked a door in like the basement or a back door or whatever whatever it was so they you know so they could get themselves in later that night and uh they went to back to the house later on the night or whatever and they waited i think they were trying to wait for something for like I think they're trying to make noise and kind of creep them out and mm -hmm. it just wasn't working and then they eventually just went in and then uh killed the girl they stabbed her to death a bunch of times 386 times they stabbed her. no not that many times. it was a lot um i was gonna say that's all that's an no, extreme that, that's amount beyond, no, that's, that's beyond obsessed if it was 386 that'd be um that would make a crime of passion look like uh, child's play no, yeah. it was like a lot. They had between the two of them, they had stabbed her a lot. Yeah, um, and they there's tons of video of them out there recording themselves and mm -hmm. like, talking like, about like scoping what they out were the place. Do. Yeah, and this poor girl trusted these two assholes, you know, yeah. because they were her classmates. But I mean, in all fairness, did she not? sense anything weird about these two guys i mean looking at the videos they, I mean, they were like gone, your typical but... like they were a little uh what's the word i'm looking for like you're kind of typical outcast but not to an extreme degree i don't think like yeah. i didn't when you look at them like they look they don't look like popular kids yeah. But they don't look like rejects to the point where it's like that obvious. They seem like they were kind of somewhere in between. Like they weren't popular and they weren't complete outcasts. But they were enough of like outcasts where it was kind of like obvious. Like maybe like me when I was younger. I'm not saying I'm a serial killer yet. That was a joke. <laughs> Allegedly. Okay. Yeah. Um, not but like yeah like i didn't i wasn't i was definitely not a popular person at all yeah um but that doesn't that doesn't make someone do this kind of thing no it, and the one kid that was like because i was the same way right. i was the outcast i was the the guy that stood out from the crowd and didn't want to fit in you know me too i didn't There's really care people about that in. want so desperately to fit in the mold that they condition and change the way they are to meet those criteria of the mold. Me, I was just content being, I, I mean, it's not to say that comes without loneliness. Right, you know? it does. It comes with loneliness, but you accept that and you're okay with it, you know? Um, at least I did. I was okay with it. You were always searching, like I was always searching for, you know, that... Um, I guess friendship that would prevail right. and uh, that's how you and i met right yeah 
You know what I mean? But I don't believe that makes someone do these kinds of things. But then again, our generation was different. You know, your and I generation was different. We weren't what I mean, like we weren't thinking, at least I wasn't thinking about anything like this. No, I, I, I don't think I ever really had any desire to like kill people for like, they definitely, you could tell by their videos, <clears throat> they were motivated by fame. They were like yeah. saying stuff like we're going to be so popular if, if you, when you make a movie of me, make sure that looks just like me. So, yeah. like, they, they were after fame in a way. Like, when that was did, their motivation. When One did, of them. Did they want to be Scream? Like, the movie Scream? Um, I think so. Um, they're, it's hard to tell because when you're walking, watching a documentary, you're only seeing what the person that made the documentary wants you to see. And obviously, everyone has a bias. Whether you think so or not, you do. Yeah. Um, but they did show, like, at school. Okay, so this is video from those two boys. Mm -hmm. Whose names I still don't remember. doesn't matter. Um, Johnny yeah, and Petey. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, or whatever. I don't matter. really want to pay them tribute. <laughs> right, yeah, screw them. Um, but one of the videos they had, they were in, at their locker. And, you know, he had it opened. And you can see there was like Halloween, the movie Scream. I can't remember all the ones off the top of my head, but you know, you're the 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 type of like horror movies that are very popular in in that horror movie culture. Yeah. Um, he had all the posters inside of his locker, and then in another video, um, I think the day of the murder, maybe the earlier in the day, <clears throat> the kid was a drum player. He was practicing, and then he um, so he had the camera setting on something. And then he was, you know, got done playing whatever he was playing. He got up and grabbed the camera. And when the camera, you know, pans around, mm -hmm. they paused it. And you could see that the movie Scream was playing. So, I mean, it's hard to say if, like, whoever put together that kind of a documentary wanted to, like, point it in that direction. And it's just kind of a coincidence. Or if they really were, like, that's what we want to be kind of a thing. It's hard. It's, it's hard to say. But... It's, I don't think you can really deny the fact that that's kind of what they were going for. Yeah. Um, i trying to think. Is there anything else we can really hit on with that? I, I know, like... No, just that they're off the wall. I mean, I when I seen this, I was kind of shocked just that there's these two 16-year-old, or however old they were. You know what I mean? Um... Oh, and just the brutality of it, just the yeah. fact that they would do this. I mean, it just seems senseless. The and one all... thing that was like really chilling is like after they killed the girl on their way out to the car, they're videotaping like we just did it. We just killed her. This is for real. And like hearing that, you can just kind of tell them in their voices like that wasn't like a pre-record that they were trying to. I mean, maybe it was. I, I doubt it. They, it seemed like very sincere when they're like, we just did it. We just killed her. There was blood everywhere. This is for real. They kept saying, like, this is for real. This is happening. Um, and that seems like something that you, anytime, anytime there's something that's kind of a surreal situation, that yeah. kind of a thought does kind, kind of come across your mind. is like, this is really happening right now. And, I, and that's kind of 
what was conveyed in the video that they showed, you know, like we just did it, you know, this is real. And I think they had planned to kill other people as well, but uh, they didn't. They yeah, it didn't end up working. Why. And then yeah. when they did get caught, they said it was all like, like for a movie project that it wasn't real. Did they? Yeah. I don't think I caught that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that, that body, that's fake. That's yeah. <laughs> Oh man. All right. So, oh, this this video actually brought up another one a documentary that I watched of I don't know how old the guy was. Um and I don't know the name of the person. I'm not even going to bother bother looking it up. But all we'll say is that he lives in the same state as John. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're talking about already. <laughs> but no. further north. <laughs> Yeah. No, this guy, he he was out in Washington, Seattle, I want to say. I oh, maybe we're not talking about the same guy. Never mind. I could totally be wrong. But he was the same kind of kid, the outcast kid, yada, yada, yada. Was into deathcore. Or not deathcore, but. Uh, oh, no, this is completely. I don't know what you're talking about. Go ahead. I was okay. thinking you're talking about that dude that killed the woman like from the, at the bar up north and up north michigan oh no 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 or, totally yeah different. that's what i thought you were totally going with. never mind we'll no, get to totally that later. different yeah no uh i might not have even sent you this one but he was into this like crazy like it wasn't music well I, i'm sure there was there was music associated because they went and seen a live venue together hmm. um actually here in michigan so this is how it played out they were into some crazy music or he was he meets this girl online and um she's younger but i guess her parents like were divorced and they were like okay well we want to support her and whatever she's doing i don't know to me it seems stupid you know it seemed like the parents were just i i don't know not playing an active role you know, mm-hmm. they let this guy after he was like socially awkward, quiet, and very like introverted. They let him come out and fly out to like North Carolina. And it was going to be the first time he met this girl. They meet up, they end up, the parent, the pat, or the, the father was a pastor ended up driving them all the way up to Michigan for this venue, this like concert. At the venue, the girl basically disses the guy because she realizes that this is not what I want. He's too socially awkward. Does that make sense? Are you talking or... about, is this a story that happened to me? Cause no. like literally that was like almost something that happened. No, because he becomes a serial killer. <laughs> Well, like I said, yet he he doesn't become a serial killer. He just becomes like a family annihilator, I guess. Ooh, interesting. So she shuns him. Is like I'm not interested, and she starts texting some other guy. He gets really jealous. There's some kind of discourse there. They end up driving back to North Carolina with her family, and over the course of like the next day, he goes out and gets like a sledge axe hammer thing <laughs> and basically kills everyone in the house really 
yeah, her, her friend, her parents, kills everyone in the house. And then stays in the house for, like, I think it was, like, a week or two. And never showers. Never showers. He's he's got, like, the, um, and then he, so people were reporting, like, um, noises and stuff from when he first did the killings. So he actually called the police himself, said that there were noises in his basement. They came out, looked in the basement, and then left. So there was nothing down there. Smart. And then he stayed for longer, like a ridiculous amount of time. Moved the bodies all around the house. Dude, I need to watch this one. This one's interesting. It was That's really a good call. Weird. Like, calling the police on yourself, it sounds, like, really dumb. That's yeah. actually a smart move. Yeah. Because you can I... mislead the police. Yeah, and they... I've actually they... done that before. Now, I never killed anybody. Well, well, like... Because the parent, like, remember I said it was the girl, her friend, her girlfriend. Uh-huh. And his parent, or her parents, they were all killed. Uh-huh. The mom and the dad of the girlfriend, like the girl's girlfriend, um, they were like calling the police every single day, getting them to go over there. And so finally, they went over and um, the boy had already left in the parents' car. He had taken their car and left for the airport, but it broke down on the way. The police finally budge into the house smell the odor from decaying corpses go and do a search and find them put out an APB for the kid because his car broke down he calls for a tow truck the cops show up and get him like an um, Uber or something to the airport and his plan was to fly just fly back but he still hasn't showered or changed his clothes so he, the, like the tow truck driver and the Uber driver said that they had never smelled anything like this kid. So it was pretty gross. Yeah, pretty gross. And they, they actually have footage of the police going into the airport, catching him in the, uh, in the airport, sitting down waiting for his flight. So if they called an Uber, then it has to be kind of recent because, I mean, Uber hasn't been around... I mean, maybe 10 years if you're in San Francisco nationwide. It was like 2016 when it happened, I think. I just thought it was, it was a crazy story. Like, what a weird story, you know? It just struck me as awkward and weird, you know? For one, for one, why did the parents let this guy come and stay at their house? In this I don't know. Generation, this control? Day Maybe. Because they, they can control the situation. A, wouldn't that strike a chord with you? Maybe. <laughs> but I have I have a similar story of myself. Um, okay. I didn't kill anybody in it, but I, the point of the story is that I didn't kill anybody. So, um, you know, you you might know who I'm talking about. It's not my wife, but. Uh, there was a girl I was interested in when I was younger, and there hasn't okay. been many. So I mean, I'm sure you know who it is. Yeah. 
and uh so a lot of you may have heard of this band called evanescence but but this is like before they were signed uh to whoever their first album was on um and before their it was right before their out al- their first album dropped and like napster was popular so like everyone it was funny like everyone at the concert like knew all the words to the songs that weren't released yet because the album was leaked uh and amy lee even made a joke about how she even joked about it she was like how does everyone know the words uh like uh because it was leaked on napster that's how um so this girl and i okay and this is when i'm living in in the detroit area um we go down to man i want to say like columbus ohio it was a long long drive away it was like four hours each way yeah plus the concert and like so we get to the concert and i don't even remember the opening bands it doesn't even matter because we were there to see evanescence and like it was packed and again at, at this point in time their first album fallen well the first album is genesis but their first album that was signed wasn't even released yet and that place was packed and it was a small venue but it was packed and like we get there and like like the whole concert this girl that i took four hours each way and paid for the whole thing was like flirting with some other dude at the thing are you serious it was pretty messed up i was pretty devastated by it and like even like later on she was even like yeah my mom told me or i talked to my mom about the whole night and even she she, she was like my mom even told me what i did was messed up that's what she told me like another like later on wow she even admitted me how messed up it was. Wow. but the point of the story is i didn't kill her whole family and sleep in the house for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> as far as i know they're all still alive i mean i haven't checked lately but that was like 20 something years ago yeah. Well, whenever, wow. like I said, it was right before fall and drop. So, you get, that is so you messed up, dude. Like girls are like that, dude. They just they're they're into yeah. instant gratification, anything to fill that little heart box. Knowing what I know now, if that happened to me now, and I'm married, so that wouldn't happen. But just just for the sake of conversation, if I was taking a girl out and I drove four hours with the girl. And we were at a concert, and she started flirting with another dude. I'd be like, "Bye," and I would I would leave her there. I would dry. I would go home. Hey, out. Hey, been there, done that. <laughs> I'd be like, "Well, this guy seems like a really nice guy. Maybe he can give you a ride home." And uh, I would I, leave. Dude, I I wouldn't even say anything and just. Walk. I would be <laughs> only because walk. I'd want her to know that I know. That's the only reason I would say something. I'm pretty sure she'd figure it out. Oh, I'm sure she'd figure it out, but I would let her know that I know she's she's acting like a hell. Yeah. Like, dude, you came with me, and yeah. you're gonna flirt with another guy. Bye. I'm out. Yeah. You can figure out your own ride home from Columbus to um, Detroit area. I'm not gonna give any addresses. <laughs> Actually, it, it was between Detroit and Ann Arbor. If that makes it a little more specific. Oh. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know exactly. Because I really haven't had, I haven't really had very many girls. I mean, I've liked, I've liked a lot of girls, but never like, like, I. There's only been a couple of girls that I really liked, and John probably knows about them all. 
And then I found Rebecca and got married. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, John has a little bit of a bigger track record than you do. <laughs> and it only leads to bad places. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, well, um, I mean, we're two different men. <laughs> I'm just a man that loved a lot of women. <laughs> I'm just a man that saw a lot of women from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> um all right uh, so okay we have the hamburger guy right um we didn't talk about him yet his name is okay let me cancel Matt. some of these off Matt. Here. his name is meth i'm gonna cancel some Any. of these methany sorry i paused there uh did we get his first name joe wasn't it joe methany uh, Joe Matheny. I think it's pronounced Matheny, but there's meth in it, so I had to I have to over enunciate the meth part because yeah, anything with meth in it. Yep. All right, I got him. Despite declaring himself a serial killer and claiming to have killed 13 people, so this guy's a hot mess. Um, do you mind if we take a quick quick break? No, because I got to pee anyway. So All we're right, at 54 minutes. Yeah, I gotta stretch my shoulder real quick. Yeah, let's make this a, a nice long episode too. This is, this is a good one because we're we're having a good time. All right, we're All gonna right. take a quick break. I'm gonna pee. John's gonna stretch, and then we'll be right back. And here we are back. Okay. So John's actually not back, but I am. So I'm just gonna talk about my house for a minute. I rent this place. I don't own it. That's why it looks like shit. See that cupboard back there? Shit. I would never leave that. But I'm not going to fix it because I'm not paying for it. In the winter, the um, ground, the house, you know, the ground freezes. The house shifts just enough where some of the doors, but like inside doors, not outside doors, but inside doors, they don't close. They won't latch. But in the summertime, spring, summer, you know, the house reshifts and then they'll, they'll latch. So if the dogs come bursting in here, that's why. Because... The doors don't latch in the wintertime because the house shifts just enough for the uh, you know the doors not to latch all the way. You can always uh, put the chair under the door. That's <laughs> eh, not that big a deal. I was just explaining that like in the wintertime, the ground freezes and the house shifts every yeah. winter just enough to where like uh, the door latches won't latch. Yeah. My, some of the doors in my house, not all of them. Not the outside doors, just the, some like my bedroom door and this office door. Like they won't latch in the winter. But in the summer, when the house, you know, you know, the ground thaws and everything goes back, um, they, they latch again. So I can't really keep, I mean, I could put stuff in front of the door, but. Eh. Right. Okay, all so right. we were talking about killers, uh, serial killing. Which one do you want to start with? You want to start with the, uh, the hamburger? <laughs> Yeah, the hamburger killer. Dude, I, I even wrote down, no joke, I'll show you my notes from earlier before we started the podcast. I put hamburger killer on there. I don't know if you can read that. but No, wait, wait, wait. let me see. Let I me put see. hamburger killer on there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, we, we looked up an image of the guy. I'm like, dude, this dude has killed some hamburgers in his day. <laughs> this dude is a big, he makes me look skinny, dude. He is, he is quite a big, large man. He, he probably weighs four fifth. I mean, I don't know his height, so that makes a difference, a big difference. 
Yeah. But like if he's my height, he weighs like 450. No no joke. Yeah. Actually, maybe more than that because yeah, he's a big dude. But yeah, uh, his nickname isn't the Hamburger Killer. That's just what I wrote down because I thought it was funny. Um, I don't. Do you remember this back? I don't remember his. Uh, yeah. I remember the backstory. I don't remember his actual like media nickname. So, so he was like in and out of houses. Uh, yeah, his, abused his, uh, on the streets. Uh, neglected. His father was an alcoholic who was killed in a car accident when he was. Yeah, six. the mom was. I think turned to prostitution at some point. You know, it's it's really like almost uh, the same she, story. No, no, no. She worked. No. Um, she wasn't. She worked double shifts. Oh and, yeah, she was gone all the time. She was yeah. just gone all the time. Yeah. yeah, but I think there was a lot of brothers and sisters, and I, you know, I don't know. It seemed like there was a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really remember at what point he turned to like. I was actually just watching it right before you you came in on on uh, in in this whatever the Zencaster thing here. It was um, drugs. Like drugs was a large component from what they're saying. And yeah. I remember them saying that in the documentary too, that he was like hooked on drugs at a very early age. Um, he was six one, but I, dude, even at six one, he's still like a big boy. Yeah. Or at least he was. I'm sure in so, prison he's lost some weight. <laughs> probably. Um, um, I'm trying to remember how the whole like. It seemed like he had kind of a a bunch of rough patches, and then for somehow he like got himself kind of put together, where he was like at this working at this. Man, they even said the name of it. It was like Joe Stein something or other was the name of the warehouse, and he drove a forklift, mm-hmm. and like it sounded like he was a good worker, you know, mm-hmm. and. But he, and he didn't have anywhere to go because I think he had been in prison previously, so he couldn't really find a place to live. So he had like maybe like a camper or something like that that was yeah. on the grounds of where he worked. Yeah. And he kind of like they kind of had like it seemed like it was kind of like an unspoken like deal, like you know he could live there in the trailer or the camper or whatever it was, and he was kind of also like you know keeping an eye on the grounds at night kind of a deal it's kind of what it seemed like mm-hmm. um and then he would start luring luring women in to where you know his camp camper thing was and then they'd end up missing and then he decided to open a hamburger stand <laughs> or it was a hamburger i it's it was, it was like, a bur- like it was like a burger stand yeah it was like a burger barbecue stand and yeah. And like and, apparently he had even like put in like his memoirs or whatever like if you mix human meat and pork meat you can't tell the difference and it makes sense because both pig well, there's a lot of similarities between pigs and humans like you, there's definitely um, times where people you know surgeons have used hearts or whatever from a pig and you know put them in a human and like both humans and pigs on average, not 100%, you know, we'll eat meat and vegetables, you know, so it, it kind of makes sense how if you took the meat from both and mixed them together, it would be almost not indistinguishable, but similar. 
apparently they had kind of a unique flavor, but it did remind people of pork. And people and were saying like, like how good his burgers. Were. Yeah, people do were eating other people. They were eating hookers and stuff, yo. Yeah, and that's what he was doing. He was picking up hookers from like the uh, the tent area, the tent city. And that's another thing that seems to be a common theme amongst a lot of serial killers. Yeah, it's the less dead. Yeah, meaning, the, meaning they're coming the after people that people don't care about. Yeah. Um, and when they go missing, then they're less than dead because and no, yeah, notices. no, yeah, nobody cares. No one notices. Uh, there isn't really a best friend or a mother or a father to be like, I haven't heard from so and so in months. You know, where yeah, have they so been? In a lot of these, he went, he went into it like promising like drugs. That was how he lured. So he'd get these people or these girls and promise them drugs and then later and go and kill them you know so that was like his little lure and if there's one thing we know about prostitutes and strippers is if you promise them drugs that 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 i'll leave it at that <laughs> am i wrong though yeah i guess like the drugs the drugs are the thing that got him kicked out of the military he was already hooked on like heroin and a bunch of other substances um but they, yeah but said, i mean everyone said that he was a very intelligent person very well mannered very well spoken um so this guy doesn't fall into that bracket where he was just like you know an idiot i mean not to say he was like the most brilliant person on the planet but you know there are other serial killers that were literally bottom of the barrel, you know? Um, yeah. This guy wasn't. And how he got caught was uh, one girl that he he nabbed, um, he was going to obviously do the same thing. He was running low on meat in the fridge. <laughs> organic meat. Hey, dude, it's organic. <laughs> he had to go out hunting, you know? Um, but she ended up climbing through a window in the trailer and then uh, there were some pallets stacked up against the fence because you know they moved stuff on pallets and he was a forklift driver. She ended up climbing the pallets and jumping over the pallets over the fence Yeah. and flagging down a police officer and then when he came out he didn't, he didn't from what I remember he didn't deny anything he just was like okay you know and then he, one of the crazy things that I thought was weird, um, him like decapitating the, the chick and putting her head in a box. And then he got, he was like, eh. And he just, he just kind of like, he threw it in it. the trash. Yeah. yeah. He, he didn't know what trash. to do with it, it seemed like. <laughs> it's like he just wanted to do it to do it. Like he planned up to putting the head in the box, and then he didn't plan any any past that. And he's like, "I'll just yeah, throw it out." What, what do I do with this now? I'm right. just gonna throw it in the trash. <laughs> yeah. So that that is that guy. Yeah, um, Joe Matheny. Yep. And I don't. I all I. Um. um there was another one. Okay, so I was re-listening to some of these uh, 
um, and I, I mistakenly I misidentified one of them. Which one? Kimball. You want to talk about Richard Kimball's brother? <laughs> Which one's Richard Kimball? Well, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not Richard Kimball. It's Scott Lee Kimball. No, I said Richard Kimball's brother, Scott Lee. <laughs> you mean John Kimball's brother? Oh, yeah, John Kimball. John Kimball. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to talk about my brother, Scott Lee Kimball. He doesn't have cancer. It's not a tumor. It's not and a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not cancer. We've got a headache, though. We got to write some bad checks. <laughs> we write some bad checks. We go all over America. We're gonna go to Alaska, and then we're gonna open up a, a, a business, and then we're gonna write more bad checks. That was my Arnold. In case you're like, what is he doing right now? That's embarrassing. That was my attempt at Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> from uh, from uh, kindergarten. John, well, we just watched that movie a couple, like maybe two weeks ago, hoping Autumn would like it. And I don't know, she's not. In, if it's not a cartoon, she's not interested. Oh. It's got to be animated, or she's not interested. It's it still kind of one of his best movies. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I think it was. Personally. It was good. Uh, True Lies, maybe. True yeah, Lies. Yeah, that one's really good too. That one is so good, dude. I love that one. Um. This guy, what caught my eye about this guy, Scott Lee Kimball, what caught my eye was the fact that his involvement with the FBI. Allegedly. Allegedly. That is what caught my eye. So this guy, um, he... This guy, um, we cannot, as as a member of the FBI, allegedly, we cannot confirm or deny his involvement with the FBI. Scott Lee Kimball. <laughs> this allegedly. guy went. This guy, when he was ten, uh, is um, <clears throat> his mom at ten came out as a lesbian. Oh yeah, that's right. And it led to his parents' divorce. Uh, his well, father really? left state and remarried, leaving his kids behind. His first mistake was not taking his kids with him. In my yeah. We know um, how that can go. And I guess it did something to him. It messed him up inside. But then he has this fight uh, with his brother. And his brother was, like, abusing the crap out of him. And one day, he wants to kill himself. And so he shoots himself. That is this guy, right? I don't remember the brother. I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he has, he has a hard time. And at 23, he tries to kill himself with a gunshot in the head. The bullet glanced off his skull. But the wound, which left a visible scar in his forehead, was severe enough that... He was in critical condition for several days. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and everyone that knew him, his cousin here is quoted saying that um, it was as it, his life changed after that. His experiences changed. It was as if he lost his conscience. And, and, and that's actually um, a common theme. So right off the top of my head, I can think of two other stories where that's the case. 
um, one is Sam Kinison. There's a book that uh, Sam Kinison's brother wrote. I don't remember the name of the book, and I don't remember the, his brother's name. But apparently, uh, when Sam Kinison was younger, he had gotten a hand injury. I don't remember how. And his brother had talked in the book about how, like, his personality changed. And then my cousin, um, Aaron, he had, I don't remember if it was a client or just someone he knew for business. Um, hold on one second. I just had a burp, no big deal. Um, so my cousin just knew some guy that he did business with. Nice guy. I don't think I ever met the guy. Maybe if I did, I don't remember. And um, he had some kind of head injury. I don't remember how it happened. Might have been a car accident. I don't remember. But apparently, he like really changed after that. And um, at at some point, maybe six months or a year after the head injury, he ended up like taking hostages and and, and then got killed in the incident. Incident. Because, you know, he just, his whole personality changed. He had thought that he, it was like ultra paranoia. Like, you know, they're watching me, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, which I, I understand. I've had kind of some of those feelings before where they're, whoever they are, are watching me. Um, but it, it got to the point where he literally started, he took hostages and then ended up dying because of it. So uh, the head injury thing is very real. I've heard of different stories too, where uh, there's other serial killers that when they had like a uh, severe head trauma, uh, one guy had like a pole stuck through his head and survived it. And then years later, like he literally had no emotion whatsoever. Like his brain was just damaged. So he like turned into a sociopath pretty much. Pretty much just felt nothing about anything. Um, there is in this, there is another contributing factor and that is that there was a neighbor, um, Theodore Payton says that he was sexually abusing him, um, for, I guess for a long time. I do recall that now. Yeah. Says that, uh, he would threaten to tell, or to kill his father if he told anyone um and then later on i mean listen if this doesn't change you like this basically spells out the level of change i think the head trauma just pushed him over it just took away that barrier because this says kimball wrote uh, a letter to the judge begging him to sentence Payton to prison time he had this is what he wrote so this is before he became a serial killer he has denied me my right to a normal life, healthy, innocent child, he said. He has damaged my life forever. When asked about the abuse and its effects on Kimball in 2010, Peyton said only that it was a long time ago. So it meant nothing to the neighbor Peyton, but obviously Kimball's saying that it just jacked his whole life up. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the effects on a child. And then obviously the head trauma. You had both of those two critical factors. So this guy basically, right uh, right after the head trauma, I don't think it was too long after, um, he starts writing bad checks. 
starts passing checks all over the place. Uh, he starts burglarizing houses. Um, he has uh, failed marriage after failed marriage. Um, one in Washington. Um, that one goes south. He ends up raping that girl, I think. But they were still consensually together all the time, so the courts deemed it consensual. Um, yeah, I guess, well, I guess he was, like, almost killing her when he did it. Um, uh, you shouldn't have said I'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> um... So then he flees, uh, they, are, they launch an investigation and arrest warrant. He flees to Alaska, uh, res resumes writing check fraud, writing $25,000 in forged checks. So he wasn't very good at check forging. But at this point, when he moves to Alaska, mm -hmm. he's using his brother's name, not yeah. John Kimball. John yeah. Kimball's not real. He's using uh, Brent or Brett, Brett or Brent. Brett, yeah. I don't know why, but those two names, I I can never distinguish them. I don't care if you're my best friend and your name is Brent, I'll call you Brett. If you're if you're my best friend is Brent, Brett, I'm calling you Brent. For some reason, my brain can't distinguish the two. I don't know why. You're like one part, and all. This is the part that trips me out, though. Is Imagine he had to be very convincing. You know what I mean? Because at this point, he's arrested on what was he arrested on? Uh, kidnapping. Okay, so shortly afterwards, he returned to Spokane, where he broke into the house, kidnapped, and raped her again. His ex. Um, went against his probation in doing so um so he um at this point he's gone that's what he's wanted for he's on the run for kidnapping and raping his wife or girlfriend or whatever again okay please and a whole slew of check bad checks flees to Alaska, gets caught again for 25000 in forged checks. Okay? He was again arrested and convicted. While... Now, this is the part that threw, threw me off and I really was, like, taken back. Convinces the FBI. So, how did he get the FBI into the prison to talk? <clears throat> like, did he just go to the warden and be like, hey, I've got information? He said... He said he had information on, wasn't it like a mob crew or something? Ah, uh, man, I don't even remember, but, uh, yeah, I don't remember. Oh, oh, that, that's right. There was a, uh, there was a federal judge that was, um, uh, wait, wait. There was a federal judge that was going to get killed by somebody, and he said he had information on it. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. He testified in a fraud case against him. Uh, killed. Kimba told the FBI with this help. And an undercover agent, the Bureau recorded flowers and his girlfriend making arrangements with persons 
believed to be killers. They were arrested for s on several felony charges in March 2002. Kimball told the FBI he could help them with more cases. Uh, another fellow inmate, he said, had boasted having killed another federal prosecutor, Thomas Wales, in his Seattle area home in the year before. So he's feeding them information, but nothing pans out from what yeah. the documentary said. He just kept stringing them along. On yeah, stuff. it was all just no nothing burgers. Yeah. So nothing burgers, kind of like, but I guess nothing burger, nothing quite like the other guy's burgers. Yeah. <laughs> he just kept feeding. I'm glad them. you said it. I wasn't going to. <laughs> The, uh, but the FBI bought it hook, line, and sinker, and they release him from prison. Like, he's in serving for check fraud, for kidnapping, which is a life sentence. So they end up uh, releasing him, and right away, you would think that would be, like, the time when you would be like, okay, we need to play it straight for a while. <laughs> No. Um, right after he starts up check fraud again. Mm -hmm. And he goes on the run. So he's on the run from the FBI. On the run. <laughs> and then in 2003, um, admitted to killing. And he's killing these women along the way. Um, he's like killing like a bunch of women all over the country. Yeah. Like He's doing he, like a Ted Bundy. Didn't he have like a single mom fetish? Like a lot of the women he killed were like single moms. I don't remember that. Maybe. Yeah. And then one of them, the girl, like the daughter was like 18 and they had like some fight and she walked out and he ended up killing her in the desert and then taking the mom to the desert for like a picnic, not far from where he buried the daughter. I don't remember, but that's the move, man. Yeah, I mean... That's pretty bold. So, he is, I guess, not... They're saying, like, who... He killed at least four people over a two-year period. The investigators strongly suspect him in as many as 21 other unsolved murders. Um, but yeah, that's this guy. He went, convinced the FBI to uh, release him based on information. He was flipping houses here and there, writing bad checks. Very white-collar, savvy, intellectual. Um, they're intelligent enough to know how to manipulate people. But then would just kill a bunch of people. Yeah, and from what I remember, it was like single moms. It's like he would make these people their girlfriends, and then he was tired of them. He would just uh, he would just ditch them. Yeah, I don't remember that, but like, I watched a lot in the last couple of days, so some of the details might um, How was he caught? Me? How was he caught? Do you remember? No, I I feel like. Over time, they just stop letting him go. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, you got us this time. Ah. I remember he had 
he had convinced this girl, this girlfriend, to buy him a gun because he couldn't buy one. Yeah, there's and a couple of them convinced... where they would convince the girlfriend to buy a gun, actually. Well, this was a um, a girlfriend of another inmate, and he oh, yeah, that's basically right. worked his way in, and he was like, they were dating, and then he convinced this girl to buy him a gun, and then they went around robbing different places. Remember that? Yeah, so let's back up a little bit. So the girl we're talking about was, um, a, a, so, um what's his name again? Um, Kimball? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a former cellmate of his, of his, and I guess the deal was he, had, you know, it was a girlfriend of the cellmate, but the cellmate had told the girlfriend, "If this dude comes looking for you, he's cool. Do whatever he says." Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like he just manipulated her out of nowhere. Like the, you know, the boyfriend, Kimball's, uh, at one point cellmate had said you know if this dude comes you know saying I sent him just do whatever he tells you to do so he was really manipulating a lot of people in in a way yeah pretty much anybody else anybody he could that's that was his like MO was manipulation he ran out of gas (laughs) I mean they all do that's that's how he got caught uh, says he. Left. Oh, literally, not metaphorically. Okay. No, yeah, literally. <laughs> I thought he meant like um, metaphorically. He, he just got, he gave up. Um, literally, he, he ran out of gas. cell phone number. The FBI traced it to a neighborhood in Riverside, California, where he had been living with his girlfriend, McLeod. Duncan McLeod's girlfriend um, had suspected he was there and alerted the local police that he would be attempting to make. Kimball left in his pickup truck at afternoon March 14th, followed by federal marshals in an unmarked car with Nickelback's Rockstar. I don't know why they thought that was important to put in here. With Nickelback's Rockstar playing loudly on the stereo, Kimball sped up and fled, followed closely by police. That's not even a really intense song. I know. It's like kind of kind of not like that's kind of the whole point of the song it's hilarious to me because what they have um hyperlinked is dude whoever went through and did this they're so funny so nickelback's rockstar i get it it's a song by a band but then not even like in the, the second part of this sentence it says kimball sped up and fled they have that hyperlink for some reason. Sped up and fled? Yeah. What is that? Followed what is closely that by police is also hyperlinked. What is? Followed closely by police. Is this a Wikipedia article? Yes. That's a really odd thing to hyperlink. I know. It's hyperlinked. It's hilarious. Um, he called his girlfriend, who pleaded with him to turn himself in. He demurred, telling her he knew things the police would kill to keep him from telling. He led them south from Riverside down Coachella Valley towards Salton Sea, 
finally pulling off the road near the small farming town of Mecca where he ran out of gas in a field 260 miles from where the chase began. So that's why. After briefly threatening suicide during a phone call with Schlapp, I'm guessing the police guy, federal marshal, he eventually surrendered three hours after the first blow. That's how it that's how he got caught. Ran out of gas. <laughs> Alright. Um Yeah, anything else on this guy? Not on Oh, not that I can think of on this guy. He's basically like a very manipulative white-collar murderer. There was a couple of, of ser serial killers, serial killers, I can't talk very well, mm -hmm. um, where they would end up fleeing and they would flee to Alaska. There was another guy, I don't remember his name. I thought I went over all the videos that you sent me, but now that I'm thinking about it, I definitely missed a few. Mm. Um where he was like hunting he, he'd hunt hunt the, remember he'd hunt people oh yeah yeah the guy and in Canada he, no it was in Alaska I mean oh, yeah, I, I don't know Alaska. where he started out with but he ended up in Alaska and um he would um capture women and let him go and try to hunt him down um and he was like a baker in like I don't know maybe Anchorage or you know I don't remember just some be baking meat pies <laughs> He wasn't baking hamburger pies with uh, Joe Meth. Joe Meth, but uh, pies. <laughs> I think. What do they call them up here? There's uh, shepherd's pies. No, no, no. There's like a. Oh crap! What do they call? There's like another like. I don't know. Petoskey pie. I don't even know. There's a something pie. I don't even know what they call them up here. I never heard of them before I moved here. But, I mean, I could just be dumb. Um, meat pie. Yeah, it's a meat pie. But anyways, so uh, this dude, like, he had had, like, several run-ins with the law. Several marriages. Again, like, this is, like, almost like a theme with some of these, like, some of these serial killers that, like, you've never heard their names of. A lot of them have a very similar type story. And I don't know if that um, has anything to do with why no one's ever heard of why is my phone not opening? This guy looks creepy. Does he? What's his name? I don't. I don't. Robert think... Hansen. H A N. Yeah, Robert Hansen. H A N S E N. So he's Norwegian. He looks creepy, dude. I think. I don't know. S E N. One of them is Norwegian, and S O N. The other one's like uh, Swedish. I can never remember which one is which. Bob the Baker. Bob the Baker. There we go. Bob. Uh, the, you know what? We were tr like gonna be like, let's just have everything beforehand, like written down. But we we found that like as we're looking stuff up, it's much more hilarious. It, oh my god, dude! There's a website called Bob the Baker. Oh, it's Bob the Baker boy. Exactly. Oh. I was like, what the heck? What did I what did I get myself into? Yeah, careful what you're typing. Dude. <laughs> oh. Is that him? I don't I don't think I got the same guy you do. Whoever I got uh, looks like look Joe up Biden. Robert, Robert Hansen. Oh, uh, I'm gonna type that in. Whoever I got looks like Yeah, it's Robert a scarier Christian version Hansen. Of, of Joe Biden. 
says that he married several times, or two times, two kids, uh, four counts of first degree murder. Oh, the butcher baker. Yeah, here we go. He's Seven. actually not like a. He's a very normal, typical looking dude. From like yeah, but he's years. got some evil eyes, dude. He's got some evil eyes. It's kind of, all the images I'm looking at are kind of dark. He's only five foot six, though, dude. Maybe that's why he's hunting him with a rifle. I was just gonna say that's probably why his killer is so pissed. He was so short. Well, I'm saying at a range, like I don't know. Um, 17 known killed, 31 raped, um, three plus victimless crimes. He kind of reminds me of Steve Buscemi, but actually looks a little better. Like, he's got kind of the same look to him, though. Yeah. Like, picture his voice with Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Does he not seem like he's, hey, it kind of looks like the baby of Steve Buscemi and Steve O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve O, yeah. You're not, you're not wrong on that one. The love child of Steve Bajemi and Steve O. <laughs> yeah. To me, to me, he's got some evil eyes, dude. I look at that dude's eyes and I see nothing but darkness. You know? So this guy, uh, let me see, was sentenced to 461 years and a life sentence without the possibility of parole and died in 1941. Why did um, they bother doing that? I wonder. Just to You've make got sure that 17 can... million years with no parole. Yeah, just to make oh, sure. Oh man, that... I was hoping for 16 million. Well, they always tack on something and uh -huh. they try to split it up. So if evidence comes and refutes to that direct case, then, you know, the whole thing could be overturned. But that's why they always tack on like a life sentence on top of that. But I think the 461 years, I'm not 100% positive, but I was I was told once that it's like so many years per person. Does that make sense? Is that going to be different from state to state, though? It might be. And the fact that he was only convicted of four. So they basically gave him 120 years, right? I mean, I'm not complaining about the time. Yeah. But what if the dude's a vampire and he's just in jail for like 500 years and gets out? I know. Wouldn't that be awkward? Like, dude, that'd be um, a good story, like a good movie. Like this dude gets convicted of murder, and then he's just in jail for 500 years and gets out. <laughs> Turns yeah, out he's a vampire. He can't they die. Just, they just forgot about him down there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, dude, he's been here for a really long time. That's kind of awkward. said he was always a good shot with a rifle or uh, no uh, both hunting and archery um, yeah I remember something I remember something they were saying he was always a natural shot do you remember hearing that in the documentary yeah I feel like it was a gun not archery but I could be wrong here's something he was painfully shy Afflicted with a stutter and severe acne. Um, Hansen grew up uh, 
not receiving attention he wanted from attractive girls in school, Hansen grew up hating them and nursing fantasies of cruel revenge. Does that sound like a reason? I mean, not really, but I think a lot of times these documentary writers and and story, you know, they're just trying to figure out and they kind of fill in the gaps. Yeah. Unless See, unless what part... unless he said that himself, I don't know that I buy that. I mean, yeah. We've we've all been rejected in some point in our lives. I have a lot. Yeah. You see me out killing people? Yeah. This yeah. next part, this I've next never part. killed anybody that this you know next... of. <laughs> <laughs> this next part makes more sense like the bipolar disorder with schizophrenia you know but even that I have a hard time with because that's usually like you lose it and you don't regain your you know what I mean okay I think this is the the, the killer that we were uh, researching mm-hmm. where he had caught a, a lady of the night as they like to say so eloquently a hooker mm-hmm. um, and he had put her in his vehicle and she had this is this is what bothered me yeah she hit her she, it, they said that she cleverly hid her shoes and then ran you know she escaped she was able to escape yeah. and she was you know seen run down the street with her hands tied behind her back and she was barefoot but yeah. then they never ever tied those shoes in with anything that I, you know, I mean, maybe I didn't read in enough information. No, you're right. You're right. They, and then, they just, they mentioned it, but they never were like, this is what, you know, this, yeah. this is what, you know, got you dead a man. Because they just mentioned that she dead. took her shoes off and hit them, but they never said anybody found them. Yeah. They never said they even, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bob, what's his name? Rob Hansen. They never even said that he found them. They just mentioned that the girl took off her shoes and hit him. Well, and I think the police, I think the police went back and found the shoes in there, but because she was a lady of the night or less dead, they basically just dismissed it. They were like, mm. "Oh, well, she's probably maybe." You know, I don't remember mentioning that, but I might have missed it. Um, that might not. I mean, you and I both watched a lot of these, so it might not have been this one. But I do remember them finding the shoes and dismissing it. Mm, okay. Not and bad. then he kind of ramped up. Uh, I don't remember when he ramped up, but he definitely ramped up. Uh, I think he even went back and revisited graves. Who wouldn't? <laughs> uh, I think Ted Bundy did, didn't he? Yeah. So did the uh, Green River Tale. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I was thinking. The Green River. I mean, I think Ted Bundy did, no, too. No, no. This guy did not. I don't think he did. I. It's not saying that he did. Green River definitely did, though. Yeah, because he loved them. This guy hated them. And he wouldn't go back. And I, I don't believe he would go back and revisit because he hated it. Like he was exacting what revenge. You know what I mean? He was trying to clean up society. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think he would based on like just 
kind of weird person that he was. Dude, what would you do if you found out your dad was a serial killer like this and you just didn't know the whole time and then you found out? What what would your reaction be like from that point on? Would you be like, way to go really dad, killing dumb dumb hookers? Or would you be like, I can never <laughs> talk to you again? I, I think it'd be a... Um... I think it'd be like a mixed up uh, like imagine the uh, btk like he had like family you know um i think you'd be messed up by it because your whole persona the image that you have of the man is something and then all of a sudden he's like a monster you know what i mean yeah i don't know what by I'll, the way I... if anyone wants to know the hollywood did make a movie on this guy um, call there's actually two movies I think um, but the big one was the frozen ground in 2013 with John Cusack who played Hansen and Nicolas Cage playing the police guy that caught him. I'm gonna have to watch that because it seems like it would be a decent movie I'm sure it's not accurate at all oh I'm sure I'm sure it's totally not accurate I, I mean, but if you think about it, there's been a ton of movies about this kind of thing, though. Uh-huh. Uh, and there was a Criminal Minds episode on this. Um, well, yeah, and as I was I telling... one of the episodes uh, of Dexter. Yeah, the whole, the newest, uh, the whole new season of uh, Dexter New Blood. Um, the main mm-hmm. bad guy, it, I mean, everyone's a bad guy in Dexter, really, but I mean, the, 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 opponents of Dexter uh, lures young women I'm not going to spoil anything so if you're listening like spoil it I won't but he lures young women young attractive women and then takes them to a cabin and then kind of freaks them out a little bit gets them riled up and then you know so then they run that's what he does he he lets them kind of know like this is you know whatever i mean i don't he just gets them freaked out in a way that he they know that they're being watched when they're at the cabin and then he lets them go and they run Mm -hmm. and the dude hunts them okay so yeah like even the newest season of dexter is probably loosely based on this guy yeah but i mean there was also that movie with Uh, hard hard to kill hard target hard target yeah sorry my bad yeah hello my name is chance and then there there was ice t was in that movie uh surviving the game i don't remember that one uh it was basically the same thing they picked up these homeless people and let them loose in the woods and went out and hunted them Hmm. uh i think gary Busey was in that movie i'm not sure it's been a long time since I've seen it. What's it called again? Uh, surviving the game. Mm. I definitely know the. I recognize the name of the movie. I don't think I've ever seen it. Uh, okay, that was Robert Hansen. Yeah, he's an interesting one. I forgot how he got caught in the end. Um, hold on. It wasn't that chick with the shoes. That's for sure. I think hey, they ignored um, her because she was a hooker. We're, let's cover one more and then uh, 
we're gonna have to wrap it up this time and we we can come back and do more call it a call it a night for the night yeah i gotta be up and my neck is just killing me right now all right um, I'm, I'm really struggling even with like this giant glass we... of whiskey i'm <laughs> i'm struggling here did we cover the new york river yet I don't, uh, I don't... no that's no him. yeah cutting him yeah i was looking to see oh, how yeah. this guy was uh Oh, I got his, I got his Wikipedia up here. Uh, I was talking about Hanson. How was he caught? Um, oh yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, requested help based on recovery. Thought the killer would be an experienced hunter with low self-esteem, have a history of being rejected by women, and would feel compelled to keep souvenirs on his murders. He also just suggested might stutter. Using this profile, uh, investigated possible suspects until he reached Hansen, who fit the profile and owned a plane. So um, the uh, a plane, a P L A N E. Yeah, so the FBI did a the B A U did a, a profile of him, and that that's how they found him. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Um, says. Well, I think everyone owns a plane in Alaska, though, because I mean, Alaska is like as wilderness as it gets. So we 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 are going to cover Richard Cottingham. Yeah. Uh, I'll spell that because I'm sure there's different ways to pronounce his name. It sounds English or British. Mm-hmm. It's C O T T I N G H A M Cottingham. Cottingham. Richard Cottingham. Dick Cottingham. <laughs> 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 My dad's name is Richard. He's like, I always hate his name, Dick. I'm like, why? I'd own that. My name's Dick. Say it. Say my name. So I'm going to name name me Matthew instead. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Dick. Not Richard. You must call me Dick. Uh, Oh, hey, let me finish up this. uh, Let me finish up Hanson real quick. Okay, Um, because there is some actually interesting stuff here. So the BAU, it doesn't say the BAU, but that's how they they found him. They did a behavioral analysis and said that he would have all these different traits, including low self-esteem, rejected by women. He would keep souvenirs. That's interesting, though, the keeping of souvenirs. But I guess that it's related to hunting. You know what I mean? Uh, such a yeah. victim's jewelry, so he suggested Salem. I have a stutter. Using this profile, they they found him. Um, he secured a warrant to search Hanson's plane, vehicles, and home. The investigators uncovered jewelry belonging to some of the missing women, as well as an array of firearms in the corner hideaway of Hanson's attic. Well, the firearms isn't a big deal. Also found was an aeronautical chart with 37 little X marks on it. That's interesting. Oh, God. An aeronautical what? 37 X marks on it? Aeronautical chart with 37 oh. little X marks on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. On it. I remember that. Hidden some behind of them, hands. They found bodies there, but some of them they didn't. Yeah. Uh, many of these marks match sites where prior bodies had been found. Others were discovered later at the locations marked on Hansen's murder map. That's interesting. 
Um, and then they've got all the women listed. Uh, B-17, Handsome's formerly charged with only four. That is something that they do sometimes as well, is they won't actually convict them. They'll have all the evidence, but if anything ever gets overturned, um, then they save some of the evidence so they can always do another trial and convict them of that. Oh, a different murder? Yeah, like the, all these other murders. So he's only formally charged with four. You know what I mean? Four counts of murder? Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's like 172. It yeah, let's face it. After the first one, I mean, does the other ones, I mean, do they really do anything, you know, other than add more time? And again, like I said, if he's a vampire, that doesn't matter. Right. Dude, you should look up the picture of where he was incarcerated, though. What's his name again? Dude, uh, I just Scott. look up, look oh, yeah, up, uh, look up Spring Creek, Spring Creek Correctional Center. That is both beautiful and haunting at the same time. I know, isn't that? You got crazy? like all these beautiful mountains. Click, click over to the, uh, uh, like, click on the picture and then click over to the right. Look at that setting. Yeah, you've got, like, all these, like, okay, so if you're in prison here, the, the point of this is, like, yeah, you might escape the prison, but <laughs> good luck after that. Yeah, we well, can, uh, we can hit it up next weekend and we'll go over Richard Dick. Cottingham. I think there was a few others. Yeah. We didn't quite get to it. I can't remember I'll go all the back names. Through the ones that I sent you and kind of write them down what just the names so yeah. I know how to find them. Yeah, uh, I'm not really good with names, so uh it's not that I don't I don't care about these beautiful souls known as serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know, my my memory dude, if I don't hear your name like thirty times, I'm probably not gonna remember it, so I, I just use it as a point of reference for how to find the information. Right, yeah. You know? So, yeah, we got Richard Cottingham coming up, and then a bunch of other uh, people that were serial killers that are not household names. So, this part three is going to be about four. Yes. It's part It's part one of... It's part... One of two. No, no, no. It's going to be... <laughs> uh, let's see. It's part three B of part three bolt B. No, 3A or 3B. Oh, dude, I don't even know. I, I lost it. <laughs> that joke's not even funny now. It's just annoying. Okay, yeah, this is. there's going to be a continuation. We'll just go right there. Uh, we'll continue the uh, no-name serial killers that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. And we got plenty of them. Say hi, Katya. Hi. <laughs> hey, Katya. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get this one to bed. All so right. Probably got to be taken out, so... Yep. Everyone, thanks for listening. And I don't know if I ever actually finished my intro all the way. So here we go. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening to the Campfire Conversation Podcast. I do have a Telegram uh, chat room. Let me pull it up. Uh, I believe it's t.me slash Campfire Combo. I shortened it. So if you want to go in there and chat and talk about... Uh, whatever episode you're currently listening to you can go into t.me slash campfire combo 
That's my daughter shielding in the background. And go and check, or uh, not check out, but just, yeah, if you want to post comments in there or ask questions of John or I about whatever relating to the podcast, uh, I will get to those. I'll help you in a minute. I'm busy, sweetie. Give me a minute. And thanks for listening to our show. Spread the word. Put it up on social media if you want, if you like the show. And that's it. That's all I got. What do you got? I got next to nothing. I'm good. Okay. (laughs) All right. Stay sane. And if you're going to open a a burger stand, do it with kosher meat. All right? (laughs) Yeah. I gotta get, you know, real quick, I gotta give the guy props because meat's a hell of expensive. And that guy just juked the system completely. Yeah. The burger guy? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's disgusting, but he still juked the system, dude. Gotta save money where you can. I know, I know. But, uh, no, I don't really have anything. Um, uh, go to, you know, um, you already mentioned all of our social links and all that, and we're going to be doing more episodes coming up soon. Yeah. Um, this year we're, we've kind of tried to make a commitment to do a lot more this year. Yeah, and last I, couple of years have been kind of crazy. We've, uh, we've had a lot on our plates, so to speak, but now the, uh, the dust is settling. So now it's time to get back on track and do what we do best. Yeah. You know? So, all right. I'm good, brother. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And he's John. I'm Dread Matt. And we're out.